When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Canty and Carlin podcast. World, welcome into another edition of Canty and Carlin here on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and of course, SiriusXM Channel 80. I am Jeff Turn coming to you from the great state of South Dakota. Jordan Renan alongside me from the great state of New York. Welcome in to four hours of fun. Jordan, happy to be alongside you here this afternoon. Tons to get to, but first of all, how you doing today, man? Good, man. I mean, I'm in Canty's seat. I'll tell you, that's somebody I don't want a piece of. You, you ever sit next to him? No, I'm, I haven't. I mean, I'm guessing that seat is that seat warm? Is it big? I'm just I saying, mean, when you stand next to Chris Canty, you realize how gigantic a human he is, and you don't want any part of that. Does anybody say that about Carlin in a different form? I wonder if they do. All right, maybe they do, and I'm not going to be the one to say it. Okay, I'm just wondering, you know, out loud. Let him go. With, right he's now. got Jim Gray. That's his. It's his grudge That's match. Right. Okay, let him. Let him stick sl- to Jim Gray. I'm far from a celebrity, so I would not be getting involved in any of those death matches that they were talking about. Of course, we're presented by Progressive Insurance. And, Jordan, you covered the NFL, so you know how that has become a year-long marathon of news, whether Always. it's the offseason, whether it's the regular season, whether it's the playoffs. And the NBA isn't quite the same, but it's becoming more of that. And the drama that ensues post-NBA Finals obviously involves the NBA Draft. It involves summer league, but sort of smashed into all of that is the chaos that becomes the trade season and free agency. And front and center is a team that made it to the Western Conference Finals, got swept out by the eventual champion in the Denver Nuggets. That, of course, is the Los Angeles Lakers. And they are right now in a period where they believe they have the pieces to get back to where they are. And maybe within the margins on the outside looking in, they can figure out some things to get him to the next level. And, and Rob mm. Palenka, as he starts to make these decisions, was public with his comments about sort of the path right now for the Los Angeles Lakers. And the key for them, at least internally, is to try and keep that core together. We want to try our hardest to keep this core of guys together and also improve around the edges and on the margins to not only get back to where we were last year, but hopefully take the next step um, and get into the NBA Finals. There's a lot of parity in the league right now, and everyone smells an opportunity to chase a championship, but uh, we're going to try our best to stay in that pack or at the head of that pack. Jordan, are you seeing yeah. the same thing that Rob Polinka is seeing? You, you tell me, Jeff. What do you think is what, – what is he talking about? What's the core? We know we're talking about LeBron James. We're talking about Anthony Davis. Who else is the core? Austin Reeves? I think we, are we considering D'Angelo Russell part of the core? Like nope. Rui Hachimura? Like, what else is the core? You're going to learn when, when we talk about the Lakers today that – my my affiliation to to that organization starts and ends with LeBron James. Like I was never a Laker fan growing up, but I have followed LeBron James around to every stop he's gone and become the biggest fan of that team, whether it's been Cleveland or Miami, back to Cleveland and now in Los Angeles. And I watch a ton of Lakers games. And I, I think after watching D'Angelo Russell as much as I did four and a yeah, half hours north of me it. in Minneapolis, I 
I'm I'm not going with D'Angelo Russell as the answer to that question. That's why I'm not really sure what he means by core because the core that I see is really LeBron and AD. Like Austin Reeves is a nice player. I like him. I think he's good. I think they should keep him. But right. aside from that, like, yeah, Rui Hachimura is fine. He's a player in this Played league. Played good in the playoffs. Yeah, he could be a guy who's like a borderline starter, good, really good bench player. I mean, is that really what we're considering core here, though? So uh, to me, they need another big player. And if and I'll I'll lay out my plan for them later on if you want, and we'll and I'll tell you like how I would approach it if I were the Lakers because to me they need if they want to really compete and I know they made a good run this year, they need another big player. Just think about this for a second, Jeff. They had LeBron and AD healthy, right? LeBron's thirty eight, AD's thirty. How many more opportunities are they going to have with those two guys and healthy nonetheless? They need another big player, in my opinion. I don't see Austin Reeves as getting to that level. I like him a lot. Really good player. I'm not sure he's that level guy. Like where, you know, you could say he's you know, he's a building block type player. He's a core type player in that he's a, a borderline star. So to me, they need another they need to find a way to get another one of those guys and get him immediately because there's not much runway left for these guys when we're talking about how many opportunities are they gonna get in the playoffs. With LeBron James and Anthony Davis healthy going forward. Yeah, and you brought up the age of Anthony Davis. It feels like sometimes he's 38 when he's actually I was surprised just... to look up he was only 30. <laughs> With I just was. How many I injuries? Was. <laughs> how many injuries dudes had over the years? And even when he gets you know dinged up, it feels like uh, a 38 year old body, not a 30 year old body. Yeah, he's the guy. Th- exactly, you said he's the guy who's 30, but you look at it like he's the oldest, thir- you know, old old 30. Right? He he's got he's is. got the 35 year old body for a 30 year old dude. And I think the thing about the cap situation for the Lakers, and I was listening to Wendy talk about this earlier today, if they cleared out Austin Reeves and they cleared out uh, Rui Hachimura and they they ended up not re-signing D'Angelo Russell, that would not clear up enough space for them to even get a max player, whether that was you know going out and getting Kyrie Irving or getting in the Dame sweepstakes, whatever the case may be. So those guys would have to, you know, you'd have to take a pay cut to go get Kyrie. Um, you know, James Harden's name continues to come up as well. You'd, you'd have to get those guys to take a pay cut if you wanted to target one of those two. And I, I if they renounced think- all their, and this, this is from Bobby Marks' piece today, if they renounced all their free agents minus Reeves, which I think we could agree they should probably keep Austin Reeves, right? The cheaper, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Then they'd have approximately $30 million in cap space. You know, that's not a max deal guy. No. But you would have to get someone to basically come on the cheap, a, a bigger player like, you know, the Harden or the Kyrie or whoever, whoever right. else they might be able to pull off. Yeah, and I think for them, um, you know, like a Brooke Lopez is a name that I would target that could be great alongside Anthony Davis that wow. can shoot the three. That would be, be a big lineup. That'd be a big line, a, it'd be a big lineup in today's lineup. league. But but a guy that is durable and someone that can shoot the three now later in his career. I mean, you know, if you start to go down the list of vets that can still produce – the list doesn't have to end with Harden and, and Irving, and I, I think that's what the Lakers have to go after if they're going to to make big waves in the West. And, and I think for a lot of people, too, when they watch the way that the Lakers flamed out at the end, it was a lot about what you talked about. They, they didn't have enough depth outside of those top two guys to win. They didn't have enough scoring, right? right? Like That was the thing. It's like they were asking LeBron to carry a pretty heavy workload, and if AD didn't go off like in the playoffs, they basically – you know they were losing most games where AD wasn't the guy and having a big a big offensive game. So there's just so much pressure on those guys offensively. To me, they need another significant offensive player, and I, and I'm not considering D'Angelo Russell that guy. So to me, it would make sense to okay clear out 
some space and try and get somebody, hey, come and play, even though it's on the you know, a sort of discount, we'll say a little bit, take one more run at it short term with LeBron James here. Because how many years, realistically, does LeBron James have left there? The Lakers aren't I, building to the future. I would say two years is where you get the most out of LeBron. And then after that, we're talking about a totally different situation moving forward. And I think for someone that loves LeBron, I wish the answer to that was you know, five, seven years, but that's that's not the case. More on the Lakers now as we are joined by George Sedano, ESPN NBA play-by-play announcer, 710 ESPN LA. This is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. That is Jordan Renan. I am Jeff Turn. Hey, George, mama, I made it. Uh, I get to host a show nationally with you instead of me having nationally known George Sedano on my local show. Uh, welcome in, George. How you doing, bud? I'm good, pal. Thanks, and uh, congrats. Good job. Hey, man, always a pleasure to hear your voice. we got to start with the news surrounding what Rob Palinka said about not making sort of any drastic changes. We're going to go with our core, looking at the margins. Is he being truthful with us, or is that them just saying something and wanting to do something else? Well, they just don't have a ton of maneuverability, if you think about it. They've got some expiring contracts, but the question is, you know, it takes two to tango there, basically. People are going to need to want those expiring contracts like Malik Beasley or Mo Bamba, et cetera. They've already picked up Jared Vanderbilt, which was smart because he makes about $4.5 million. So the D'Angelo Russell piece to me is the most interesting thing because, and I don't want to get too far into the weeds, but basically he's made near $30 million, $30 million or somewhere just south of that. And he's 27 years old, and he's going to expect $30 million. And I don't know if the marketplace is there for him. So Rob Palenka's job to try to be able to re-sign D'Angelo Russell at a number that's palatable for him and also potentially palatable for another team in a sign-and-trade scenario or a trade at the deadline is, to me, the biggest chess piece on the board for them. Because if they can sign him to a larger contract, then they can get better players or more players or a singular player in return that can be more impactful but i just don't know if that marketplace is there for him to make 30 million dollars with a new collective bargaining agreement that's incredibly punitive moving forward and has basically created a hard cap with a second apron again way in the weeds but it's something to watch for because he i think is the biggest piece on the board for them as far as trying to get better all right so george appreciate you coming on uh this is jordan ron on i'm you you say you're talking about D'Angelo Russell. So let's just say that's too much money, right? They don't want to give D'Angelo Russell that much money. What are the, what's a realistic pivot for the organization at that point? Well, I had Bobby Marks on my L.A. radio show yesterday, and he thought it would be somewhere between 15 and $18 million, which I was stunned by. Now, he said that's what he expects because of the nature of the new collective bargaining agreement, that the quote-unquote upper middle class in the NBA is getting squeezed. You're still going to have your guys that are going to make 50, 60 million dollars, the superstars, but the guys that are making 30, you know, like the D'Angelo Russells of the world, the Jordan Pools of the world, the Tyler Heroes of the world who are in that neighborhood, those are the guys that are going to get squeezed out. So ultimately, if he ends up taking a 10 or 12 million dollar bath per year, I would imagine he'll want to do a short-term deal if that's what the marketplace is for him. But it is an incredibly difficult position for both him and the Lakers to try to figure something out with him. You know, it's going to be fascinating, too, George, when you think about it from a perspective of 
how they plan with LeBron at this point. Is there a number you see as the number of years LeBron is left in the NBA at this sort of level where they can plan around it accordingly and say, we can go after a championship with LeBron on the team, and this is how we plan the roster around him? I was sitting there right in front of him at that press conference after they got swept by Denver, and it seems fairly obvious that they're going to go year to year, or he's thinking about going year to year at this point. He's got one more year left on this deal, and then he's got an opt-out. He can opt in for one more season with the Lakers, or he can opt out and test free agency. Now, I think a lot of that may or may not have to do with Bronny. There's been a lot of conversations about that. But, you know, LeBron did say something interesting recently, which is, well, maybe Bronny doesn't want to play with his dad, (laughs) right? So I think that also factors into all of this here. And LeBron is going to have to potentially deal with surgery for the first time in his career. He played through an incredibly difficult injury to his foot, and he had both feet actually injured this season. And I think that there's potentially a a surgery, potentially then a rehab for the first time at 38 years old going to 39 in December. I think those are all things that are on the table. So I would say, you know, this is just me recklessly speculating here, that it's probably year to year just based on the commentary and just kind of reading the tea leaves. Saying that and what you're talking about with LeBron and the potential surgery and, you know, obviously his health and age is, you know, he's getting closer to 40 when you look at this team overall, like how fine a line is it then between going all in now and you know exhausting all their resources to win now and also at the same time keeping their eye on being responsible for the future as well? Jordan, I think that it's one of these things where if you're in the LeBron James business, you've got to push your chips to the center of the table every season. That's the expectation, the expectation by him, the expectation by – his team, uh, his agency, and and his associates. And I think that the Lakers are trying to do this dance of trying to do two things at once, which is make sure they have a team that can compete for a championship and also have assets moving forward that they like either to trade or to keep. And that's a tough dance. The Golden State Warriors just tried to do that, and two of those players are now gone in Jordan Poole and, and Wiseman, right? So I think that It's not an easy task, but I think that they're trying to do that delicate balance, and it's why there's rumors that LeBron has just kind of thrown his hands up and said, hey, I'm not going to get involved this offseason. You guys do what you think is best, and we'll figure it out. And look, I do think that there is some merit to the Lakers' position of, hey, we put this team together with 23 games left in the season after the trade deadline, and we got to the conference finals, and we were in every game. Now, granted, they were swept. So maybe with a little more time to coalesce, this team can be better than what we saw last year since we just kind of slapped it together at the last second. That just doesn't seem like something LeBron would be on board with to me. Like just from a distance. I don't know personally. You know, like, hey, don't worry. Well, just listen, give, it a, give it a couple more years. Like, hey, how many more years do I got left here? Yeah, yeah. well, well listen, I will tell you this, and I, I don't know him super well. Like I have covered him for many years, but I don't, I, do. I don't try to be friends with any of these guys um, by any stretch of the imagination. I just try to be cordial like you, right? Um, and, and, and do the job. But uh, I would agree with that, that his history shows that that is not something he's going to be uh, enthused by, for sure. All right, George Zana with us, ESPN's NBA play-by-play announcer, 710 ESPN in L.A. George, I think it's only fitting we end this way. We ask you four or five questions about the L.A. Lakers, 
and then we mix in one on the way out about the L.A. Clippers. Uh, is, is there anything to report about how the Clippers will make headway this offseason to make their roster better and try to compete atop the West, other than hoping that Paul George and Kawhi Leonard are healthy? It seems fairly obvious now that Paul George is on the market. I, I mean, I don't know that for sure because I haven't spoken to anyone, but where there's smoke, there's fire. When all these rumors keep popping up, it looks like they're trying to figure out what maneuverability they may have there because Kawhi is the better player when healthy. And I think Paul's an excellent player. Don't get me wrong. Paul, to me, when healthy, is a top 15 player in this league, top 20 at worst in my estimation. But they don't have a lot of maneuverability, much like the Lakers where we were talking about. So they can only help their team in the margins at the moment unless they make a big move. And the only one that makes any real sense in potentially getting back players that can really help you right now is Paul George. Now, could there be some other moves they could make packaging some guys together? Perhaps, but I, cause they do have a lot of contracts that make sense because they're reasonable in that 10 to $15 million range. I just don't know how they feel about moving some of those contracts because they believe in depth. They had one of the deepest teams in basketball last year. It just hasn't worked out because their two stars haven't been healthy as you alluded to. Paul George for Carl Anthony Towns. You like that? Um, um <laughs> I, yes, on paper. Um, I, I just don't know personality-wise how that will work. Uh, on paper, it makes sense, yes. I, I At least for the Clippers. Uh, for Minnesota... Yeah, I guess it makes some sense, too. They have way too many bigs. they got to move somebody because they just re-signed Nas Reed, and I don't see the Gobert contract having very much value at the moment. But I just think what the Clippers need is a Chris Paul type. Sure. And it's, it's crazy that he ended up with the Warriors because I thought he'd be a Clipper because they need a traditional point guard and a guy that can just be more accountable when things go south. And I think that's one of the – the issues that people have with that team is that there's not a real leadership position there, that those two guys, Kawhi and Paul, are excellent basketball players. And it's not to say that they don't face the music, but there's no one in there to hold anyone else accountable. And if there's one thing Chris can do, even at this stage of his career, 38 years old, and, and again, I think that he's still a, a, a very good player. He's not the player he once was, but he certainly will hold people accountable. And I just don't know if Carl Anthony Towns helps that. Uh, maybe Westbrook for another year helps them do that because he's someone who isn't shy. Uh, but but I, I do think that, that that's the only question I would have is just the personality fit with something like that. George, great stuff as always, man. Thanks for the time today, dude. You got it, guys. Thanks for having me on. Keep have a great show. Man. George Sedano, our own George Sedano, also ESPN LA Radio. LeBron James or Anthony Davis? The conversation continues next. Which player is more vital to the Lakers' success next season? Plus, there may be a dark horse team for Dalvin Cook, and I'll give you a, a little uh, insight. It's not the Lakers. We'll explain right around the corner. This is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, 
LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. With your Rob Palinka, LeBron James, and the Lakers, you think we're a lot closer maybe than we thought we were going to be. There's a lot of parity in the league right now, and everyone smells an opportunity to, to chase a championship. We're going to try our best to stay in that pack or at the head of that pack. What they are basically doing is saying, we're giving this a chance, and I'm empowering my head coach. We're only going to get players that fit how he plays instead of getting whatever big name we can and telling our coach, make it fit. Canty Carlin on ESPN Radio. I'm not Canty. He's not Carlin. This is the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. He's Jordan Ron, and I am Jeff Turn, hanging out, filling in for the guys this afternoon. Jordan, before we get to the Lakers stuff, I wanted mm. to just go back to a little snippet of what was just said there. Okay. There's a lot of parody in the league right now. That caught uh, my attention, too. I wrote it down. And I'm paraphrasing here, but they said, you know, that basically we can we can go after it. It's it's a it's something we can seize. There's championships to be won. There's no dominant team. Yeah. That's after the Denver Nuggets, with the best player statistically in the league, running through the postseason, only losing like three games, and and the rest of the league looks at that as like, yeah, we can take them down. I know. I don't get it. That that comment just really rubbed me the wrong way when I heard it again there because I'm thinking to myself. Wait, are you saying, oh, well, not everybody's great. We don't need to be great to win. And then you just got wiped off the floor by a team that ran through the playoffs. And to be honest with you, I know people are saying that the Nuggets might be are going to be worse. They're probably losing, you know, uh, Brown, Bruce, uh, Bruce Brown. But, like, come on. Like, that's still a dynamite team. Like, that, that team is still going to be just as good, you know, potentially better as long as Jamal Murray stays healthy. I don't see why people don't get, aren't giving them the respect that they deserve, to be honest with you. Michael Malone probably loves every minute of that soundbite right there because he's going to use it in his favor as he kidding. runs it back with this group. I, I, 
I don't see the Denver Nuggets falling off because Brown leaves. I mean, they're going to get some other vet to come in there for a vet minimum and fill some of those minutes that someone wants to win a championship. But listen, I, I think there's a lot of disrespect going around yeah. the league right now where they feel like and for that Warriors- to be your reason to move forward and try and compete for a title. Well, everyone else isn't that good. So I got to say, right. you know, we, we could give it a shot. Like what? I mean, when the Warriors won their first championship and then they went on that run, I don't think anybody around the league after they saw what the Warriors did in that first championship run go, all right, yeah, we can just knock them off next year, no problem. Or even when you saw some of those other great teams of the past get on a little bit of a run, it doesn't have to be consecutive championships, but a, a good run like the Spurs or whatever. The disrespect to the Nuggets right now, man, is is front and center. But it takes us back to the Lakers because they believe, internally at least, that you know, making it to the Western Conference Finals is just the beginning of what's going to happen over the next year or so. And I don't know if they're being honest with themselves or not, but we're going to find out sooner rather than later. Oh, Brian Windhorse had sort of a, a great take on the approach right now for the Lakers, and it's not one that is pushing the gas pedal. His choice makes sense here because he doesn't have the trade assets sitting there to trade for a Bradley Beal or get into a possible Dame Lillard sweepstakes. But he does have the ability to sign guys and then look to make deals later on. And I, you know, he showed last year that he can do a midseason deal that can help the team. And so I think leaving those windows open is not a bad strategy considering the position the Lakers are in. You were talking about a plan you might have for the Lakers earlier, Jordan. What is that plan? Yeah, now if I'm the Lakers, okay. I'm going to sacrifice Rui Hachimura, right? Okay, I like him, good player, but if they renounce all their free agents minus Reeves, they get to that $30 million number, right around there. And then, to me, you have LeBron, you have Anthony Davis, you got to make a run at Kyrie. Like, that's the move from them. And then fill your roster around them with, uh, you know, veterans who are willing to ring chase. Because I don't see the the thought process to me like why would the why to the the, the Lakers like and, and George talked about this it's a tricky dance they want to look at the and keep themselves healthy for the future at the same time while trying to compete that I don't if that's the way you're going to go and you're going to even look to the future you shouldn't have LeBron James there at 38 years old like LeBron James is there he's not going to be there much longer he's 38 even if he's there first of all how, how much can you guarantee he's on the court He's been banged up more over the last couple of years, obviously. And how much longer is he going to want to stay there? So you go and you make a run at Kyrie now. Try and reunite him and LeBron for one last hurrah to end LeBron's career. Right? Because, and I fine, maybe he goes and plays with Bronny afterwards. But that, to me, is the move. But now, obviously, you have to convince Kyrie to take less money. But who knows with him? You never know, right? And obviously, you have to have that figured out beforehand. And he's a total wild card. But to me, the Lakers need another big player. They need another big scorer. He plays that you know, guard, point guard position. That's the fit for me. Make, make a bold move and go for it. There's no reason to look to the future with this roster. All right, so our own Adrian Wojnarowski was talking about that very topic of Kyrie Irving and the marketplace that's out there for him right now. Our own ESPN senior NBA insider Woj with these thoughts. The market for Kyrie Irving, legitimate places that he would leave uh, Dallas for that makes sense, that are available to him, it's extremely limited, uh, perhaps almost nil. I think the full expectation is that he returns in Dallas. The question will be, uh, what kind of a deal does he go back on? 
how many years on a contract. I don't think the, the, the money will be as much of an issue as how many fully guaranteed years are there for Kyrie Irving. I think that's where the negotiation is going to be between he and the Mavericks. But if he wants to maximize his money on this deal, the place to do that is in Dallas. If he wants a chance to win and make a lot of money, uh, or certainly win at a certain level, uh, playing with Luka Doncic, they certainly have much more to do with that roster, uh, but certainly a very formidable one-two punch with the Mavericks. Okay, so I wouldn't touch Kyrie Irving with a 10-foot pole if I was the Lakers, and I, I know LeBron's like maybe one of the few people in the NBA that can get to Kyrie and not have to deal with the the off-the-court antics, but I, I would I would if I was trying to convince somebody to take a pay cut, the first person I would call is Fred Van Vliet and I would say, Listen, we can we can figure out ways down the road to make you a Laker for life. I love Fred Van Vliet. I would take Fred Van Vliet over Harden, I'd take him over Kyrie, I'd take him over Westbrook, to anybody that you could get there on but the open. If he market. has a market, wouldn't that make him less likely to be able to get sure, to but, take that discount? Like he this is his chance for a payday. Yeah, Kyrie's he, already got paydays. He's the guy you can make a run at. I mean, but 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 what big of a pay? You just got done making twenty million dollars a year, uh, and now you can go play in LA. Your marketability is is sky high. You're going to make money off the court. I would I would do everything I could to convince Fred Van Vliet, and when that fails, I do everything I can do, can do to convince James Harden still over Kyrie Irving. I don't want Kyrie on Oof. my team. James Harden over Kyrie. Not that yeah. I would want either of them personally. If I'm building Me my team, neither. But if I had but, to, man, really, I would have to go Kyrie only because. When it comes to sports, I'm I'm usually an ageist. James Harden is going to get old real quick on you, I think. And but I so think- is LeBron. Like a two year window for those two guys, along with. But Anthony I'm worried James Harden is, Harden is going to get old like now. Like February, this year. <laughs> February. like <laughs> Valentine's like, Day, no, August. <laughs> he can't even make it to the season. He's going to. I mean, be you're not talking again. about a guy who's been in great shape throughout his career, right? Right. Are if we? you get fat Harden, you're in trouble. If you get fat Harden, strip club Harden, you're in trouble. If you get you know motivated skinny Harden, like you're not as in much trouble. Otherwise, you get sort of flat earth, uh, crazy Kyrie along with, you know, a guy that's much better, I think, talent wise at this point in his career than James Harden. I think you're kind of damned if you do, damned if you don't on both of them. Probably, but that's the the position they're in because the Lakers are a 38 year old LeBron James and a a 30 plus year old Anthony Davis, who, like we said, is like in his mid 30s basically with his body. It's just not a class either that you can go out and honestly convince, um, you know, someone that is is going to take less money at the prime of their career, like you said with Fred Van Vliet, the the numbers are so astronomical on what they can make in the open market. It's going to be very tough to convince somebody like that. And there's just not a lot of point guards in this market that you can go to after you start talking about those guys. Yeah. And then major the, the, problem is free agency is not very good this year. Exactly right. Like when your best players in the open market are guys like Russell Westbrook and you know Chris Middleton and Ugh. talking about yeah, yeah. I mean yeah. you're not nobody there goes all right. The Lakers beat the Nuggets in a seven game series. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with yeah. you on that. I think the thing too about the Lakers is what we've talked about this this first half hour of the show is what is the plan? Is it all in now? Is it we're going to have one foot in, one foot out the door? What's it going to look like? We're going to find out sooner rather than later, that's for sure. All right, we're going to get to some football next and not good news, not good PR news surrounding the NFL. Colts Isaiah Rodgers and more players are expected to receive season-long gambling suspensions this week. We'll get to that next as we continue on Canty and Carlin. This is ESPN Radio. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. 
Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Canty and Carlin, the podcast. Well, famous ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, and yell at your smart speaker now to play ESPN Radio. If it doesn't listen, buy a new smart speaker. Of course, we're presented by Progressive Insurance. This is Canty and Carlin. I am Jeff Turn. Jordan Rodden with me here this afternoon filling in for the guys. And, you trust uh, Alexa or Siri more? Uh, we, we trust Alexa yeah. at our house. Alexa. Siri, my, my Siri, kids, Siri never comes through when you ask a hard question. It, my my, my kids now never. wake up at 6 o'clock in the morning. I have an 8-year-old boy, a 5-year-old boy, and a 3-year-old boy. And they wake up between 6 and 6.30, and they are talking to Alexa from the time they wake <laughs> up. Until I come out and yell at them. And they're playing all kinds of music. They're asking about the weather. Like, my one son asked, like, you know, is there any dew point today? Is there any wind? Is there, like, he goes through the whole weather report with Alexa. And and that's what I I wake up to every day. Do you have a rule? Like, are they not allowed out of their room until a certain time on the clock? We got as the, long as they don't bother me, they can get out whatever they want, true. but they need to go to bed but on time. Does, do they, of course they bother you, though. I mean, that's what they I do. I lock no? the door and I hide under the covers, Jordan. Really? Yes. Leave me alone. That's a bold Talk to your mom is what I tell them every morning. Uh, so yeah, we, we got we, the we, clock. We got the clock where it, it, he's not allowed out, my little guy. He's uh, going to be four this summer until it turns green. Yeah, we got those two. So my when it turns green, back. that's when you can let out. But he, yeah, lately has completely disregarded the traffic lights of uh, getting out of your room and yeah, does not care about his parents' sleep. They just unplug it, and then they're like, it never turned on, Dad. I couldn't even do it. Like, they've gotten slick on me when it comes to the, the color coding in, in our house with those because we got those in every Sucker. room, too. They just don't yeah. work, man. They just don't <laughs> work. All right, so let's get to some serious stuff in the like NFL. like a week. <laughs> you, yeah, right? You cover it for a living. Uh, you cover the Giants, and and so the news that the NFL doesn't ever want to have to deal with is gambling problems, and the NFL is expected to suspend Isaiah Rogers and others this week. A handful of players, including Colts cornerback returner Isaiah Rogers, expected to receive season-long suspensions, according to ESPN. Rogers is the subject of a league-wide investigation into possible violations of its gambling policy. That included possible bets placed on Colts games, the NFL said last week that it planned to reinforce its gambling policy to players ahead of the coming season. Now, I'm going to give a little PS. I think they should change the gambling policy in the NFL. I think it should read, you can bet on whatever you want as long as it's not our games, and when your team is eliminated, you can bet on our games. Uh, you, you can you can bet on-site. Nah, man, you they can know bet. too listen, many guys. They know too many guys listen, on these listen, teams. I, it's but, a bad but, but, but do they, though? You're like, opening Pandora's box if you do that. Absolutely. These guys are all friends. They all have guys that they played with in college and high school on other teams. You do not want them betting significant money 
on games involving their close friends or like people that they know it, intimately. It's it's just it's it, it would open Pandora's box in my opinion and just it puts the integrity of the game in question. Now we we could sit here and we could talk about uh, the hypocrisy of you know suspending guys for them betting in the in placing bets on other sports in the facility and I'm that's my that's yeah. that's more of my point than I'm the actual I'm totally I was, on uh, you with that but yeah. it, when it comes to the sport you're playing for the integrity of the game so even when people, you're eliminated Jordan's not going to sign on I can fire no, him in the playoffs no they are never allowed to bet on the sport they're playing in the, in the league that they're playing and that is just starting trouble I think that would then evolve into bigger and worse things as we went along. Guys get stuck. They owe a lot of money. They get desperate. They make, you know, you go and, and you talk, you're trying to then influence the outcome. That's the one thing you can't have. You already have people out there that question, right? You, you, you know, you have a friend, Jeff. And he's out there. Everything's rigged yeah. in every sport. Oh, right? look at this game. It's rigged. You see how they, uh, them, the refs called that on purpose. Spread was six and a half, and they let them get the, you know, the, the touchdown instead of the field goal. They want to risk a million dollars for a billion dollar industry, right? Like, yeah. I get those. Yeah, those guys. Those guys. So there's right. always those guys out there. If you allow players to start betting on the sport they're playing in any capacity, to me, it would be just a vital mistake and something that would spiral into one of these uh, instant... 30 for 30s? Yeah. yeah, like, you know, the Tim Donahue type things. Like, Okay, then what about what about the league's position on this with, with the hypocrisy part? I agree with you. But, but moving forward specifically with these individuals, and we saw it obviously already with Calvin Ridley, how much do these guys get made of an example of because they just don't want this to happen next offseason? I think that's what it is. I really do. I think that's what we're seeing right now. This is the initial wave. Put your... You know, put the fist down and say we're doing this because we we want to get want everyone to know about it. I spoke to several Giants players a couple weeks ago, and I'm telling you, these guys they still don't really even know the full rules. They really sure. don't. So like that that's why this is out now. This is becoming such a big thing. So now there are guys are going to pay attention to it and know where they need to do moving forward. All right, we're going to get to some rank them next. Jordan's got his top five NFL fan bases. We tackle that around the corner on ESPN Radio. Yeah, Cowboy fans. Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast.